Blog Talk Radio. today, but she may join us later. Um, So once again, I have hijacked the show, and you will be stuck with me hosting. But on the plus side, we are doing a customizer interview today. So I would like to introduce you all to our customizer for the month of January. It is Lightning Silver Mana from DeviantArt. My switchboard is not responding to my button pressing quite frequently enough. No, that's not applause worthy. So let me say it again. Here is Lightning Silver Mana. <laughs> so, Lightning, say hi to everybody. Hello, everybody. And you are our first customizer of 2014, and uh, we are yeah, we are very pleased and excited to have you here. For those of us who are listening in and following along, you can find Lightning's work on DeviantArt. That's lightningsilver-mana.deviantart.com, and uh, we will be talking about some of her work today as well as, you know, being a customizer in general. So let me just pull up some of our questions. Let me start off by asking you, what got you into customizing, Lightning? Well, it's it's kind of odd and interesting, but... um... You know, back in summer of 2005, I was just browsing Google one day, and I stumbled upon a um, custom of a Cactuar pony. I was really into Final Fantasy video games at the time, so I recognized the design, and it was very nicely done. So um, I kept browsing and 
typing in various custom pony searches and stumbled upon a tutorial that was called um, Minty's Custom Tutorial, and it had a list of supplies and how to. And so I printed out the tutorial and made lists of everything I would need and started doing concept sketches of um, a lot of my favorite characters from animes and video games, and I just got really excited about bringing them to life as a custom doll from my favorite childhood toy. That's awesome. So a tutorial, and, and did you just jump right in, or did you have some kind of hesitation before you started? Absolutely no hesitation. I was just, I loved the crossover concept, and I dived right into it, and I kind of didn't care what the result was. I just enjoyed the idea so much. And so when you jumped right in, uh, what was the first custom that you that you did, do you remember? And do you still have it or have pictures of it? I do have it, and it is in my DeviantArt gallery under my old art folder. It was actually probably one of the, the easiest designs I've done, which was good to start out with, was a um, white noodle pony. It was in a Generation 3 Diva pose. Um, I believe I used um, regular wig hair from like a Halloween wig and then used fur and just some paint. And um, it was very easy to do, but it's one of my classics. I keep getting people coming back for more Moogle customs of various types. Yeah, well, I am in that particular folder. Um, it's called Old Art is Old. Um, <laughs> and the Moogle Cody is the first one in there. And I have to say she's adorable. Um, the, the detail that you put into the wings that you've painted on her, they're painted on, um, yeah. is so detailed that it almost looks like it should be an appendage rather than just being painted on there. It's 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 an amazing <laughs> and, it's so cute. and that hair is so fluffy. <laughs> Yeah, I have a lot of character with that, that goofy hair. Um, the way to it today is I only use leather from the wings and have it more 3D than you don't do with ponies. And it looks like you have some other interesting customs in Old Art is Old. I'm seeing um, this great fairy pony, it's the pink great fairy from Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Um, ha have you ever remade any of the great fairy ponies into like your more modern style? I sure have. I love that design so much. Even as um, a beginner custom that around 2010 I decided to make all five of the great fairies from the Doors Mask and Ocarina of Time. I believe it would be um, the blue, the purple, pink, orange, and yellow fairies. And um, it is more of a textured and layered style of painting compared to the first one. Let me see. 
There they are in the Legend of Zelda folder on your DeviantArt. And these are fantastic. You put so much detail. You even have that kind of golden brown sort of, I don't even know how, tiled, leopardy sort of look that the great fairies had. <laughs> and uh, I couldn't, couldn't quite tell what that was either. It just kind of looked like a um, kind of a textured brown leopard-like design that's around their hips, I think. That is so delicate, and it, it looks airbrushed on because it's so delicate looking. That is amazing. Yeah, I believe they did I kind of a, a dry brush method over it. Like they got the harsh, darker pigments underneath and they went over top with kind of a light overcoat that I kind of powdered on with a dry brush. Yeah, those are amazing. And I have to say I like the blue one and the green one the best, I think. The green one has a um, kind of a unique dynamic to it. Yeah. <laughs> and you managed to get the hairstyle, you know, um, that the great fairies had, which I think is really impressive. It really shows on the uh the red great fairy mm. how well the hairstyle turned out. I really liked like the um, concept of the fairies and hairstyles are just kind of like, if I remember correctly, they're kind of like loosely braided and like twisted. A lot of fun. Okay. Can you hear me okay? I My phone's getting some interesting reception. Uh, yeah, I can hear you just fine. Okay. Okay. Oh, hold on just a moment. I believe there's someone in our rainbow room. I will be right back. Um, just uh, what's your favorite pony that you've done so far? Tell everybody about that while I go check on our rainbow room. All right. Um, well, I've done lots and lots of customs, and um, I believe my proudest works have to be my celebrity jobs that, well, I'd love to get more of. Um, my first celebrity job was back in 2010 from my Italy customer, um, Isabeth, also known as Claudia Toffanello. Um, she had me make a custom of the character Micah from Children of the Corn 2, and she mailed it as a gift to the actor Ryan Matthew Bowman. He has a um, fan page on Facebook people can go take a look at and um, the customs posted on there and he went on and commented on it and pretty cool. Um, my second celebrity job I got was in about 2012. Um, another customer popped up and wanted me to make a custom of evil Queen Regina from the series Once Upon a Time and take it to the actress Lana Perilla and have her sign it and have it photographed with her. That is um, also viewed on my DeviantArt page. 
she got it signed and photographed and um, asked Lana how she liked it. And, you know, I guess Lana liked it enough that my customer had me make another one of a more elegant, full outfit design and um, mail that one to Lana as a gift. I definitely like to get more jobs like that. Oh, I'm sure. That is awesome, and it's a beautiful pony, the, the Queen Regina pony. Um, we have our other co-host, Summer Blade, on the air with us. Welcome, Summer Blade. Hi, everybody. Hello. <laughs> I love having these little buttons. I mentioned I love the button. <laughs> so, um, since you're just joining us, we were talking about the beautiful customs of Lightning Silver Mana, and she was just mentioning that she has made some a couple of celebrity customs, one of which was Evil Queen Regina from Once Upon a Time, and that picture of uh, the actual actress holding the pony can be found on the front page of Lightning's Deviant Art under uh, if you scroll past customs for sale it's just below that and it is fantastic I love that pony oh that's very cool I'm going to have to check that out oh yeah oh I, I went through last night, and I added a bunch of them to my favorites. I would have thought that I had already added all of the customs to my favorites that I wanted to, but you have so many beautiful ones that I apparently just need to keep checking back and adding because they're they're fantastic. Yeah, I've produced a lot over a long period of time. <laughs> it's hard to keep up. <laughs> So I've noticed that you have a lot of different generations and poses um, as far as your customs go. Um, what are your favorite generations and poses to use during customizing? Um, I would have to say gener- I use generations even most often. Um, as far as specific poses go, the more dynamic, more use I have for the themes. Um, sometimes that requires your Lightning, hold on a second. Um, Summer, did you did that? Did you hear that well? Is that my phone being staticky? Uh no, that was kind of garbled for me too. Okay. Can you repeat what you just said? Because if it's garbled for for me and for Summer, then it'll be garbled for the listeners as well. Yeah, no problem. Um, favorite poses I is creation for use in the often, I find um, for specific poses the more dynamic pose. Okay, you're 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 still you're still cutting in and out. Um, it's sort of the curse of My Little Pony Talk is us having uh, technology issues because I swear I heard you perfectly before we were on the air. Mm. 
Um, okay, so let's try one more time. All right. So I need me to repeat okay, that. That's perfectly um, clear right there. I just plugged my phone and I wonder if that worked. <laughs> oh, um, awesome. I have to say for um, poses and generations is I find myself using the generation threes most often. Um, for specific poses, is I kind of don't have a favorite. It, as long as it's dynamic, you know, a unique personality, I tend to use those poses. Um, a lot of times, for the most part, I engineer Franken poses where I switch the heads and bodies of different ponies around to get a very unique um, emotion or feeling from the design. Well, it seems to work because you have some of the most detailed and lifelike anime and video game customs that I've seen. Um, Thanks. <laughs> So it really sounds like the custom kind of your idea dictates the choice of what pose and what generation you use. Definitely. Always, always. Um, sometimes for like a like kind of a softer design, I'd use more of the um, shyer looking poses with the rounder eyes and then for more... Um, Pierce designs is I use poses that tend to have um, more slantier or angled features in the eyes. And, uh, you know, a lot of people tend to just use Hasbro, you know, strictly Hasbro My Little Ponies for their baits. Um, do you ever use fakies? Um for your customs, or or do you also just stick with the strictly Hasbro product? Well, I believe that um, every single pony out there, no matter the brand, has its purpose. There is a design that will not be done justice unless it has a specific body shape or you know balance or proportions of features that um, would be best done as a fakie. So I try to keep a nice arsenal of fakies in my bait box and, um, I, you know, just generally believe that every single pose, you know, pose, no matter how ugly it seems, there is a, a design that will make it better or will just give it a purpose. Oh, my gosh. I'm, see I'm actually seeing some of your fakie poses. You did the four Poe sisters from Ocarina of Time in one of my favorite fakies. Yeah, that Those was a fun project. Oh, that is fantastic. You really captured the hairstyles of, of them as well. Those are slightly yeah, challenging well, I love what you did. You know, not, I I think you're, besides me, I think you're the only person I've ever seen use those particular fakies. They're uh, baby pony fakies. And um, for those who don't know, and there's 
a fakey drinking wet in there, and there's a fakey, a couple of fakies in the uh, baby ember pose. But they they work for the pose sisters so perfectly. That's amazing. Yeah, I really. And those can, I was really happy when I realized that those um, bases and the pose sisters would complement each other. <laughs> Oh, they really do. And so that picture, for, for those listening in, can be found in the um, Legend of Zelda folder in her gallery. Well, hey, Summer, don't let me monopolize the conversation. <laughs> okay. Um, you want me to ask a question then? Sure. Sure. All right. Uh, what's the weirdest thing you've ever used in, in customizing? Weirdest thing? Hmm. Oh, that's a tough one. Oh, let's just scroll down and see, see here. Um, let's see. Well, I've used yarn for hair and um, actually Christmas tinsel for hair once. How did how did that work out? Well, it was kind that of seems like, like that'd be difficult to work with. Yeah, it was it was kind of a, a soft, um, kind of a stringy, flossy material that you put on a tree, but it just it worked well. It gave it character and um, was strangely soft. <laughs> um, other than that, I use any random plastic doodad. Like I clip these apart and um, other objects apart to get certain details and fuse them together to to make like accessories for the ponies, like the weapons, such. Because I'll actually take apart um, various buckles from other objects and you know fasten them with um, other metal, random little bits and stuff that I find and just. Be like, all right, well, this will work. So um, here it is. <laughs> hey, anything that works, right? Yeah. If it, if it works, I do it. <laughs> uh, have you made customs of anything um, not using ponies as a base? Have you uh, done any custom dolls or anything like that yet? Um, actually, I have a BJD project coming up. Um, it'll be the first time I've ever done it, and it will be of uh, um, of another person's original characters that are kind of anime style. One's kind of a um, fox demon, and um, I look forward to it. They're going to mail me those supplies and um, pay me for my time and materials. So it'll be a challenging and fun adventure because I've never done that before. Um, other than that, I've made a, a Sailor Saturn doll from a kind of a generic doll base from um, from Michaels back when I did a, a group of Sailor Scouts for a commission as the lady wanted one doll, her favorite um, Sailor Scout. It was a human doll. Oh, that's kind of neat. I'm like to see pictures of the original character when you get that done too. I bet that'll turn out good. 
Yeah, I hope so. Trial <laughs> 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 run. <laughs> well, everybody, I just wanted to take Baby Pony. Just woke up, so Baby Pony is going to be joining us now. Oh, okay. Hey, Melody. He seems a little confused right now. Aww. <laughs> I think everybody's a little confused when they first wake up. Oh, yeah. I know how that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is you one know, of those hard nights where Fred was closing shifts, so when she went to sleep, he was here. And now he's not, so... Aww. It's always a bit uncomfortable. But he did carry you around while you were sleeping before he left and he gave you lots of loves and kisses. And you drove on his work shirt. <laughs> we went to work in his woolly shirt. Oh, big yawn. Big yawn. All right. So let me just grab her water bottle real quick. Okay. Go ahead and ask another question. All right. Um I am definitely not a one-handed person. Um, <laughs> I don't know if anyone is. <laughs> All right. So when you make customs, there's something on your customs, a symbol or a mark of some kind that just cries out that it's yours and this is a lightning custom? Um, Just about all of it. I feel over time that I've just, developed um, my own skills just by practicing um, from the from the paint to the style of hair and um, the way I, my use of textiles of hand sewing and um, leather work. Um, I just use like a lot of like hemp cording and rhinestones to detail some things and and from every now and then, I have a design that will require aluminum flashing, which is just a nice light metal material to use for certain parts that need to look metallic. Um, over the over the years, I just started adding more and more layers to my paint jobs, which smooths it out and um, gives it more depth. And um, for the hair, is I started out with just the original two rows of plugs that Hasbro put in the scalps, but through um, coming across more tutorials online, is um, I discovered how to do um, full heads of hair with my own hairlines that can go um, like like in a half circle on the front of the scalp from ear to ear or in a V shape, and then. Um, Rose starting from the backs of the ears, going down diagonally, meeting up with the original hairline to give more fuller and accurate hairstyles. 
Yeah, I have to say, I've always been in awe of your ability to do such realistic care for anime and video game creations. Um, I I haven't figured out how to do it on my own. Um, but, you, I mean, yours, it's truly like... The hair itself, to me, is a work of art. And, and I may just be saying that because of all the, the customizing process. For me, hair is the most challenging. Um, but I think that the way you do the hair is just really fantastic. I mean, how long did it take for you to kind of figure out how to how to do that? I think it took me a few years, probably three to four years, to really get a, the hang of that. Um, I think at first I realized I had to add a, just a little bit more extra hair, but I wasn't really sure the, of the um, how full of the shapes for the hairline should be. And um, I actually have a couple pictures in my scrap gallery on DeviantArt of um, um some hairlines on the scalps that I've done if people would like to go take a look and um, they can see the the, the um, rows of extra holes I put on the scalp to achieve more hair. Well, I will definitely look for that and add that to my favorites um, because I have I have one that really needs it. And the way I, I did it originally isn't working for it. Yeah, it takes a and lot of work. It's, and, and, you know, it's really awesome that, you know, you have pictures like that up so that people who want to learn can look at what you're doing and try and learn it themselves. Definitely. I was, I was thankful that others had posted pictures of their hairlines on their scalps so that I could learn how to um, develop that method as well. So I'm always happy to pass it on. So, let me see. I have to learn to not lose my reading glasses. That would make reading questions a lot easier. <laughs> well, that is what your glasses are for, dear. <laughs> I know, but I'm kind of in denial that I need reading glasses. Oh, I probably would be too. <laughs> so I spend hundreds of dollars getting proper reading glasses, and then I lose them. Um... All right, well, Summer, why don't you pick another question? Okay. Um, what was the first custom you've done, and do you still have it? Um, ah. we, 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 we asked that one at the oh, beginning we of the show. Yeah, yeah it, it's, okay. uh, if you go for DeviantArt in the file um, or the folder in her gallery called Old Art is Old, it's the first picture you see. It's a white Moogle pony. Oh, okay. It is, I'll have to. Yeah, it's I'll crazy adorable. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll ask a different one then. Uh, Nishi said that hair's the one thing he's 
having some issues with and um, have a lot of issues with, too, in my customs. What's one of the things that you had the hardest time learning how to do properly or something that you're still kind of having trouble with? Always, always the hairstyling, I'd have to say, and um, getting accurate hairstyles and coming up with ways to shape them to get them accurate. Um, I end up using watered-down Mod Podge to um, get the hair slick and to um, to get it to stay in place and stay hard so it keeps the angular shape. It's just a specific hairstyle that needs to stay in place. Um, I find it's easier to get it to lay flat as if I hair dry it ahead of time with a with a hair dryer. I'll also use um, curling irons from time to time just to give it, if like the hair needs to go to a specific angle or a shape, then the curling iron can help put it in that direction. Now, Pony Baby wants to know, do you think that there should be a book about pony customizing that's basically like different tips and tutorials all in a published volume? Or um, do you think that that would be a... Are you for that idea or against that idea? I think definitely it should exist. There's definitely several, several people popping up all the time asking how to customize ponies, how to start or begin. Um, all the details of how to get the craft going and get it working. And, you know, there's always new customizers popping up with their own methods that are different. And that um, that's the only problem I could see with it is it wouldn't cover everything that everyone would see. But um, I think the basics of the general materials that go into it and the methods, I think all of that could be covered in the book. Yeah, I think that, you know, it might be really helpful to have a book with at least the, the basics, um, just because not everybody always has ha access to, you know, on online resources. And some people just prefer, you know, hard copy and, you know, having a book open on the table next to them rather than a laptop and having to scroll Definitely. I mean, I can tell you, I can turn a page with my elbow, but I require an actual hand to, to scroll. <laughs> Actually, I need two hands to scroll because I have a laptop, and so I have to use that horrible little pad thing in the middle. Yeah, come to think of it, I still have um, Minty's custom tutorial printed out because I... I had to print it out, print it out in order to um, be able to utilize all of the methods and take it to my work area and all of that when I had a um, PC at the time. And it is, it's like a stack of paper, so it's kind of like a book. Ah. So That's actually an interesting idea to like, print out the pages from your favorite um tutorials and put them into a binder of some kind. Yeah. 
And uh, Pony Baby also wants to know if you have a favorite color of pony to use. Uh, to use? Hmm. Well, my favorite color of pony to not use as customizing, but to have just in, in general is robin, robin egg blue colors. I think that's a very pretty color. Like um, Generation 1 bow tie and ribbons. And oh, yeah. some of the Generation 3 ponies like Rainbow Dash and um, Thistle Whistle, Generation 2 Ivy. All of those blues are just gorgeous to me. Pretty blues. <laughs> well, I agree. I love blue. It's my favorite color. Blue, purple, <laughs> and green. My favorite colors would have to be um, pink, purple, aqua, and yellow. And I blame Hasbro for that. <laughs> well, those I love seem to be the colors that they life. pushed out a lot, a lot of ponies in. Yeah. And I think the well, influence my favorite colors is the childhood, too. I think according to Hasbro, in the G3 line, those are the colors in a rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pink, yellow, blue, and purple, I think, is what they consider a rainbow in the G3 line, if I recall. Uh. <laughs> I, I was want, watching Netflix recently. They added the G3 movies. Oh, yeah, I, I noticed that the other day. Yeah, I what watched the Runaway Rainbow and Min, A Very Minty Christmas. Oh, yeah. I think I have those on DVD. My six-year-old daughter likes to watch those a lot. Yeah, apparently Spike was also in the G3 line. Oh, yeah. Although he didn't. He didn't look or act like Spike, though. Hmm. I don't remember if he was in G3 or not. Yeah, he was in the Runaway Rainbow movie. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, what is your favorite? Everybody has, like, a favorite and least favorite thing like when they're making customs, what is your favorite thing to do while customizing? Well, I'd have to say um, painting because I start off with very easy, um, not a lot of stress to do is the full body repaint jobs. What I do is I put down one layer at a time, let it dry completely, end up doing about um, five to six layers to get it built up and smooth, and then I start with the smaller details of painting the eyes. And a set of eyes can take take me a few hours to do, um, but I enjoy it so much because it's just building up a lot of textures of paint and depth to capture expressions, and, you know, it's very inspirational to sit and do that. I have to say my... The most tedious part is probably the rehair job, just simply getting the plugs into the pony. That that's probably the part I enjoy the least. But like hand crafting the textiles. Huh? I have to agree with you. Uh, rehairing is my least favorite part of any custom pony. Yeah. Um, hand crafting the textiles is always 
delightfully um, fun and challenging at the same time. And so, I mean, the the types of uh, of hairstyles that you do, um, because they are challenging. Um, it looks like you don't just use nylon. It looks like you use a lot of different materials. Oh yeah, I'm non-discriminant when it comes to coming up with materials to come up with quirky, characteristical um, hairdos. Um, a lot of times I'll go with yarn or embroidery threads or just about any material you can find in the sewing or craft section of the store, Walmart or um, any place like that, Michael's. Um, when it comes to actual doll hair, I use every single um, type that's out there, the polypropylene, saran, mylon, cat silk, all that good stuff. Unless you know somebody's allergic to it, of course, if it's a specific request, I will not use a material. And so, uh, what would you say is the most common out of the box material? Out of all, all the different out of the box materials, do you? Out of the hair materials? Yeah. Um, definitely the nylon. That's just the original pony hair that the Hasbro ponies have, and that that works best when um, also styling hair as well. It's the easiest to style. Now, do you do you get your nylon hair from like do you order it, or have you been known to like salvage hair from other ponies? I mostly buy it. Um, I've um, I, my commissions keep me going, and sometimes I get the opportunity to just flat stock up on hair, and I stock up on so much of it that I don't have to buy it very often. But I mostly used to buy from Dolly Hair and um, Retro Dolls, and I still like to buy from Restore Doll. They're they're always really good to order from. All right, well, Summer, your turn to ask a question. Uh, okay. If you don't talk enough, I'm going to think that we dropped you. No, oh. I know. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to do a couple things at once here. Let me see. Um, are there any other customizers that you've been inspired by? Or any hmm. artists, or any anybody in particular? Um, well, I, I started out doing it just all on my own um, for my first years, without really looking at other art. I'd have to say, as far as art form, like artists, I'd have to say Yoshitaka Amano from you know Final Fantasy series. There's a lot of art for them. I'm very inspired by that type of art. Um, let me think. I enjoy um, seeing um, Amber Julieta's work, and um, let's see, what's another customizer? Assassin Kitty. I 
adore hers whenever I see hers pop up online. Um, let's see. And Calavista's work. I'm constantly saving that. Um, Josh's Pony Princess. I always enjoy seeing her work. I actually have customs from from JPP and Calavista. And they're very cherished works. And uh, you, you've been uh, customizing for quite a while now. When did you when did you first start customizing? Did we ask um, already? I don't remember. Um, well, I started in 2005, and then I um, did that for about a summer, and then I started up again in 2007 and haven't stopped. So it's kind of eight-ish years I've been doing it for, almost a decade. <laughs> Wow. And, uh, I mean that 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 is that explains why your work is so distinctive now. You've had a, probably a lot of time to develop a style that that you really enjoy. Uh, it took a long time. <laughs> so, I mean a lot of people when they first start customizing, they kind of get frustrated that you know, their work isn't necessarily as good as other people's or as no. distinctive. Um, do you have any, Mine was you know, very advice? Sloppy. <laughs> what was that? Do you have any advice for for people who feel that that you know beginner frustration of uh, you know my work isn't as good, my work doesn't get as much attention, etc. and so on? Oh, definitely. Um, Everyone's the same. We're all in the same boat. My work started out looking very sloppy and practically falling apart. Um, as long as you love what you do, it'll show and it will pay off. And um, you just have to have a lot of patience and just love what you do. Get a concept out. Put it on a pony. Be proud. Um, make another one. And... Um, you know, over time you'll see improvements and that'll be something even more to be proud about. And um, as long as you love it, it will show. And people will pick up on that. Yeah, I'm I'm still looking through your old artist old folder. I, I actually, I have to say, I really love some of the, the things you tried in the old art is old. Um, I like the uh, crazy red link, and <laughs> I think the shippo pony is absolutely adorable. <laughs> Those are from um, McDonald's poses, I recall. Um, crazy red link one was from a comic that was just. It was just so absurd, I just had to make a pony of it. <laughs> well, it, it's it's very funny. And, it, but, I mean, and, well, you can tell how far you've come, like, from the early days. I think it's still really impressive that you tried something like that, you know, in your early years. 
pretty much mounting a pony's head on top of another pony's head. Yeah. <laughs> how, do, how do you use crazy glue for that one? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was about to ask how you, you uh, manage that. Yeah, crazy glue does wonders. It it'll bond some of the some of the funniest things. And I noticed you also have a Care Bear pony in your old art. It's old, and yeah. she looks fantastic. Oh, thanks. <laughs> that's um, that's a real popular one. I've, it's a kind of a classic, even though um. I see all the flaws in it. I always get people popping up that like it, and I'm just kind of like, are you sure? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's no. <laughs> but, um, Neil, would you be able to send her a, or send me a link to her gallery? Yes, yes, I can. Okay. Um, that one was inspired by old Care Bear books from my childhood that I always carried around with me everywhere, the, um, kind of the deep turquoise sky, so I used kind of a deep turquoise pony for that one. And then the kind of the um, darker rainbow theme for the hair with the red in it versus the pastel. So sort of an actual rainbow instead of just sort of a pastel-y. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, no, my Internet crashed. Oh, that sucks. I hate it when that happens. <laughs> it's because I sent you a link. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, it, would not be, it would not be My Little Pony talk if there wasn't somebody somewhere on the show having some sort of technical issue. Well, this is true. Okay, here it is. Yay, I got it. I can't have my internet crash. My boyfriend's got somebody in his email that's gonna that I'm gonna get some G ones from. Okay, Ooh. there we go. Now we've got it. Oh, Daryl. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was just the first thing I saw when you're when the Deviant Art pops up. It's oh look, it's Daryl. Oh yeah, that was my um, most recent recent commission. I just finished going to the UK. Very cool. His his crossbow is one of those ones where I come up with all the random metal bits and leather and hope it all works. <laughs> and it's always hard to find the right random bits. Oh, yeah. You have to have drawers full of them. <laughs> yeah, I keep collecting random bits, hoping that I might need them for something and not really sure what I'd need them for, but... I do it all the time with, like, old accessories. I used to wear, like, wristbands and belts and stuff like that. always keep it handy. Yeah, it's it's amazing how many watches you need to gather before you have enough watch gears to make a decent steampunk anything, though. 
Yeah, because there's not a whole lot of gears in one of those little tiny watches. Yeah. And, and then they're tiny, so... But I, 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 I'm looking right now at your Steampunk North Star. And that is awesome. I love North Star, and I love the idea of her as a Steampunk pony. Because it seems oh, yeah. so right. Yeah, I was thinking of the um, theme of a steampunk pilot. Uh, I've seen that concept around a bit and am quite intrigued by it. I also do, um, oh, aside from um, media themes, is I come up with my own personal project list of G1 remixes and remix them as like Lolitas and Harajuku and steampunk are my favorite themes to do. Just because I get to go crazy and... Um, just do random gaudiness and just let it be mine and, you know, have it be recognizable. Well, I think it's it's absolutely, you know, wonderful some of the ideas you've come up with along those lines. Um, Oh, you also there? Yeah. Uh, You also have a steampunk version of Bangles. Yeah. And I really like what you did with her as well. Uh, Pretty crazy on that one. (laughs) Well, in... Let me see if I can find that one. It's... It's towards the bottom of that first box on her uh, page. Oh, I see it. Oh, cool. And the pose that you that you made for her is perfect. I mean, it looks like that really um, that really proud G1 unicorn pose that like High Flyer and Powder are in. Um. I actually I also did a custom G3 of Mimic in that same pose. That's actually um, an engineered Franken pose like I was talking about. I believe I did, um, I tried to use a body that looked like it was walking, and then I used, I believe, the head of a donkey pose that has, that, that sits straight up and has that open mouth. So it, oh, yeah. Um, but I did a hula dancer mimic custom for a commission a long time ago back in, um, I think it was the beginning of 2012, and that one was a lot of fun just because of the the pose I got to make for her. Now another one that I also really like is the Anime Amy Cotton Candy Red Panda Persona gift. That one was fun. I loved. I love doing persona designs. They're just, they're really refreshing and challenging, and it's it's a change of pace too. Well, just the details are great, and she's so like '80s kind of punk. And being an '80s girl and a big fan of Gem and the Holograms, I think that is to die for. I love it. I love the 80s, too. (laughs) 
was just I, I I'm looking at the little pink moogle here <laughs> that you did. Is is that a G four base? Yes, it is. That was a um a request from my former downstairs neighbor. She saw a white moogle I was shipping out in the G four post that was with um a custom of Sierra from Final Fantasy thirteen and um she liked the Moogle so much, she wanted the pink version of it. <laughs> oh, that is cute. I love the feathers in the tail. I'll be shipping that out with uh, the war, um, World of Warcraft um, custom that she paid me to do. And now it's freezing up on me again. Okay, I got it. Well, do you have any plans for any other um, video game or anime projects that you're going to be doing for any more ponies? Um, constantly, all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, anything in the near in the near future? What's the next project you're going to be working on? At the moment, I'm working on a set of four characters from the anime Black Butler. I just watched it on Netflix, fell in love with it, and I said, those guys need to become ponies. So it's um, <laughs> Sebastian, um, Grell, the Undertaker, and the Demon Hound, Pluto. Um, I got them about halfway done. I was actually finishing up Grell's eyes right before the phone call today, and... Um, and then after his eyes and hair is I'll start be starting the outfits and accessory accessories for the remaining three characters. It's a long project. It's I started it last month but got wrapped up in gifts and commissions and so I'm starting back up and it'll probably take me a few more weeks to complete. I feel it'll be worth it. Well, I am really looking forward to see you do those characters because I love Black Butler. That's awesome. Um, I also got commissioned to do um, CL and Eloise in their um, in their dress forms and their regular suit forms. So I got to take four Generation 3.5 mommy ponies and turn them into the, the boys. And it was like their suit versions and their Lolita versions, and um, it was quite fun. Oh, very cool. Oh. I'm seeing this Generation 4 galaxy-themed pony that you did for Calavista. That is amazing. I had a lot of fun with that one. That's um, an example of how I texture my paints by layering them up. That's quite an an intensive paint job that takes quite a while to get it right. But it's always about, for me, is getting the base concept and the base colors down and then um, going through the medium pigments and then finding that staple pigment, which is usually light colored or medium light, that just kind of ties it all together. 
Um, we've kind of jumped all over in our list of questions. <laughs> uh, well, I don't even have the list in front of me, unfortunately. Uh, I could send them to you, but I don't know where we're at. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Let's just make it up as we go along like we usually do. All right. Well, <laughs> what what tool or um, material could you not do without as far as customizing? Um, let's see. I could not narrow it to one. I remember that. Um, let's see. The nylon pony here is a must. Um, acrylic paints, floral wire, pliers, exacto blade, large thumbtacks for enlarging the plug holes so I can get um, the wire or the rehair tool to um, to go to work with ease. Um, Mod Podge, I got to have Mod Podge, Tacky Glue, Paint Sealer, you know, my textiles for the outfits, leather, you know, sewing threads and needles, stuff like that. That's pretty much my arsenal of my um, pony butchering. <laughs> <laughs> well, tearing apart the baits is always fun. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Having to um, hack their heads off is the most therapeutic part. <laughs> <laughs> well, and speaking of like pony heads and dismantling ponies, as a customizer. Do you find that there were odd statements that either you or your husband make that you wouldn't hear normally said in a house unless they were a pony customizer? That's will roll. <laughs> That's the joke we make a lot is um, if they drop a pony head while customizing, is well, she'll look at it and be like, heads will roll. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it gets interesting because you get a lot of different creatures you have to customize and you have to be like, all right, how can I get this work? And you have to, you know, deform the pony to certain um, degrees to get the concept, you know, to bring it to life. Um, you know, if, if it means, like, you know, cutting ears and noses off to, like, sculpt, like, leather or another material to make it, you know, a muzzle or a beak shape, or, um, you know, a lot of them I have to cut legs off to have, um, like, a, a wing or a different kind of appendage um, for the creature. So I end up with their pony parts now and then. <laughs> <laughs> so it's safe to assume that at least once you've had to say, honey, have you seen where I put that pony leg? <laughs> Interestingly enough, spare pony legs work well for um, putting in the neck of the pony and propping the head on while you're painting the eyes. Works as a nice little stand. Oh! <laughs> I never thought about that. I was about to say I might have to try that one too. Because <laughs> I usually have to jam a head on the end of a screwdriver or something. <laughs> I actually made stands out of dowels and uh, super sculpey. 
I I ditched clay a long time ago. Um, I, about a couple of years ago, I um, started using leather in, in, in place of clay. I feel that um, things are less likely to fall apart or break if um, it's leather and it's a lot lighter to work with. Is it intimidating or difficult to work with leather instead of things like epoxy sculpt or super sculpty? Um, it it takes a little bit of studying to um, design to figure out how to get it to work. But I find that a lot of the shaping and um, forming of the leather requires cutting a shape and then sewing it and then painting over it and sometimes using, um, you know, Mod Podge to keep the shape. And uh, when you first started, I, I mean, what made you want to move from clay to leather? What gave you the idea? Actually, my um, my spouse took up leather work and started making leather armor and stuff and started tossing his scraps onto my work table. I said, hey, you may be able to use this. I was like, well, I do need an easier method for making armor on ponies, so I'll give this a try and it. I love it. We got lots of um, stores around here, like um, Native American stores that have leather scraps and the glove companies that have leather scraps. So we just stock up on, on leather scraps every now and then, and we're good. That's really that. That's really a neat idea, and I don't think a lot of people have tried it. So it's uh, definitely a distinctive thing for your work, I'm sure. That's a lot yeah. of fun. <laughs> Lots of uses for it. You can use it for clothing or, you know, parts of the, you know, the body and armor and just about anything. And when you come up with an idea for for a pony, how much research do you do before starting a piece? I do lots of research. Um, for original designs, I actually rely on Google image search a lot just to have starting off points. Like if I have a theme, I'll collect um, Harajuku or steampunk themes, like images that um, give me a starting off point to develop an idea, but once I get a vision, is I find myself running off in my own direction, and then it, it goes from there. Um, as far as other preparations go, is before I sit down to work on, like, an, for example, an outfit, is I spend quite an extensive amount of time studying um, the outfit of the characters, um, specifically seeing which layers of details put down first and what would go over that and what would come next. That can, at times, like a World of Warcraft design, it could take me like an hour just to um, stare at it and be like, all right, this is how I'm going to start this. Get that um, creative vision going. Well, 
How are you doing over there, Pumpkin? You okay? She's watching Polar Express. <laughs> Ooh. I love that movie. <laughs> it gets played around here a lot. It's got lots of music, and it's got realistic-looking kids, so it generally keeps her occupied while I need to get something done. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's either that or Mythbusters, right? That's true, Mythbusters. Oh, gosh, my mouth turned to Mythbusters. And they just added some new Mythbusters to uh, Netflix because they've added more Shark Week. And, of course, Mythbusters does Shark Week. Mm. Very cool. It's a good show for kids to watch. very realistic and some kids get realism of, you know, some things. Yeah, it's it's strange. She's never really been into cartoons. Like, she likes having toy ponies, but she doesn't like to watch My Little Pony. Ah, uh, yeah, my, my daughter she likes used to be like that. And my daughter was always into Thomas the Train a lot. So, um, one year, I made her a Thomas the Train custom for her birthday, and she just she just loved it. I figure I will wait till Melody gets to be two or three before I make her her first custom. You know, uh, maybe when she's moved past the desire to put everything in her mouth. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I started making customs for my kids, and... You know, I really enjoy it because I, I pay attention to their favorite themes or things they're interested in, like, you know, Care Bears and stuff like that, and and um, make them customs they can play with, just paint and hair with, you know, paint sealing on them. And they drag them around outside in rocks and dirt, and the custom's still in one piece. And I um, get to thinking, I don't mind them taking them out in the dirt so much if they're going to survive. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I, I guess that, that speaks to the durability of your work. Is that Care Bear custom in your old art is old? One of the um, ones you made for your kids? No, I'm not sure what folder that would be in. Um, it's actually a styling-sized powder blue um, Care Bear custom that was from a styling size Rainbow Dash, I believe. I've made a few different Care Bear Customs. I've even made a G3.5 Newborn Hugs and Tugs, and um, I think it was Noble Heart, or was it True Heart? I think it was Noble Heart Horse. I made into a custom. Noble Heart, I think, was the horse. Yeah. Loyal heart was the dog, switch heart was the rabbit, bright heart was the raccoon, proud heart was the lion, gentle heart was the lamb. Yeah. So I did noble heart and hugs and tugs for my daughter one year. <laughs> you know, strangely enough, my son's into Care Bears too. So I get him some Care Bear stuff things too. Care Bears, I think, are one of those really great shows from the 80s that had a really good message to it. Yep. 
Well, it's very well done, too. The artwork, especially love the backgrounds, and that's kind of what inspired my um, the first Care Bear custom I did we were talking about earlier is it's just, you know, kind of like the watercolor style they had in the yeah. backgrounds of the show. It was really nice. No, no, honey. No, don't play with that. Oh, I found the tropical dancer mimic you were talking about before. <laughs> That's very cool. Her eyes are wild. I remember for those, yeah. I, I cut the pupils out and I had to paint around empty pupils, which felt kind of odd, but <laughs> instead of those rhinestones um, in. Um, I also anchored the horn into the head with a nail, I believe. Kind of worked it into the scalp and then um, drilled it into the horn itself. And I think I melded them together with crazy glue or something. <laughs> wow. What's well, a a wild-looking pony. All mm-hmm. kinds of stuff hanging off of her, too. Yeah, part of it's removable. Summer, <laughs> um, what folder did you find it in? Um, I found that just in the general gallery. I'm going back to see what page it was on. But uh, trust me, you'll see her. She's she's very bright, and she's got a lot of stuff going on. And the she eyes also, are um, you can tell the eyes are really the big. Bar too of the gallery. Let's see. Oh, to browse my own work, I have to use the search bar all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, I've just you know, it I've built up enough of a client base to keep me going, so I I've never had a reason to stop. Mm-hmm. Come on, computer. Here we go. I found her on page eight. Okay. Should be close to the top. There she is. Yeah. And you you even managed to make her a twinkle eye. Now there's some some nice stones I found at um, at Michaels that have sheets of those stones in various sizes. And Generation Three ponies' eyes are in various sizes, so I was like, oh, that is so perfect that I could, um, you know, find the right pose for a G3 and have a set of stones for the eyes that I could use for it. That is. 
fantastic. And you know, if it's the perfect pose, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if people every once in a while thought that that was an actual mimic. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I'm looking at that that photo from the the right side view of the pony where you can see her beauty marks. It's oh. really it's really awesome looking. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I try. I always struggle with symbols the most. I rarely do them. Well, it's almost a dead-on copy of the symbol. Yeah, it's 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 really well done, and the the full body paint job is so smooth looking. That's um, built up with with six layers, and I let every layer dry completely before adding the next one, so you don't end up with the awkward lumps that you end up moving around, and the when you try to apply more paint on the wet paint as it as it merely moves around the original wet paint you put on. So to to avoid clumps is you um let everything dry before adding any more to it. That's even the same with eyes too, as I will like paint the eye whites and let those dry while I paint um a wash of a base color around for the eyeshadow. And then I'll go back to the eye whites and add more detail to them while the um, wash is drying out. So just lots of really thin layers then. Yep. That's the key. Well, it looks like your time and patience really pay off, though. It is such a beautiful paint job. Lots and lots of patience. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on, computer. Now, one set of ponies that you did back in 2012 is you have three links, the Heroes of Light, Shadow, and Time, where you did um, Ocarina Link and Oni Link and Dark Link. I have to say, those are really awesome as well. I particularly like Ocarina Link. Oh, thanks. <laughs> They're a lot of fun and very um, very inspired. I've always been a massive Zelda fan as much as I have been a Final Fantasy fan. I think Zelda is one of those things that will always stick with me my entire life. Like it could be like 10 years after I've played a Zelda game and I'll still be making artwork and, you know, having musical references from it and stuff. Yeah, it's uh, it's really just the level of detail. And I like that you even added Navi the fairy. Mm-hmm. I oh, feel like I'm not complete without that little annoying fairy. I'm the only one that likes the annoying fairy, I swear. <laughs> well, she has her I uses. Want to- <laughs> 
I want to get like a little sound bite to use as a ringtone for my phone that just says, hey, listen. <laughs> and lots of people go, what? <laughs> like, what's that? <laughs> it would probably bring about my untimely demise, though, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, somebody would time. probably scream at the phone. <laughs> <laughs> No, not Navi. <laughs> I would be end up um, having a, a death to your phone. <laughs> now, so like, on this ocarina link, is the leather work for his accessories actually leather? Um, most of it is. I use square rhinestones on some of the belts and painted them the same color as the leather and um, fused them together with crazy glue and then sealed it all with Mod Podge. Um, some of the metal bits are are wire, like craft wire you find at Michael's, the spools of it, and then they just cut it and shape it and um, fixate it to the belt. Well, it looks phenomenal. So much amazing detail is in it. I believe that his his ears were sculpted from clay, though. That was around the time that I stopped using it. I think if I were to make another Link pony with pointed elf ears, it would be um, I'd probably use a piece of triangle-shaped leather and, you know, pin it into the scalp and then paint it the body color of the pony. Well, if you do decide to make another one, I look forward to seeing it because Link was, I think, what my first real video game hero for me. I mean, I grew up with Mario, but I didn't have the attachment to Mario than I do with Link. Same here. Maybe that's because I was always player two, and if my friend uh-huh. Mindy or my cousin Ryan was over, that meant I wasn't going to be able to play for hours. Ah. Uh. They were too good at it. <laughs> yeah, my, my kids are more into Mario than I am, then that's okay. <laughs> yeah, Link probably shapes my, my view of how how guys should behave. Probably early on. <laughs> Just silent and do stuff? Uh, <laughs> try not to talk too much and be a man of action. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it goes without saying that I did end up marrying a blonde guy with the little hair flippy thing in the front. <laughs> All I can say, Link has his influences. <laughs> he does. And he had a horse, which I think, <laughs> I mean, I guess he hasn't always had a horse, but he has had a horse, which is, I think, very important. It is the fastest way to travel. Yeah. Well, I think I, I think guys should have horses if they possibly can. And now if he had a cell phone with a Navi ringtone, you'd be set. Either that or you can just get Pony Baby to talk like Navi. Um, that would work. 
<laughs> she talks more like the minions from Despicable Me. <laughs> and uh, recently, like the evil minions from Despicable Me too, where she just said. <laughs> 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 I have a uh, bird that makes that noise. I don't think I've seen those yet. i got to see those. <laughs> it's both adorable and terrifying because they're basically zombie minions. They're purple. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. But at least they can be cured of their condition. <laughs> But yes, if you get a chance, watch Despicable Me too. It is, it's cute. It gives you a good look at, at Crew as as an actual father, you know, to the three girls, and you know, once he's been living in that role for a while, and. Mm. And Agnes still has her fluffy unicorn that she got in the first one. Oh, well, fluffy unicorns always make things that much better. (laughs) Oh, indeed. If we think of um, Friendship is Magic, where there's that little pink fluffy thing that... um, It was a fall around, like, Queen Chrysalis or something like that. Wait, in Friendship is Magic, it's a what now? A little pink, fully-looking, fluffy thing that has really large eyes. Um, uh, this name is not on, on the top of my head, though. Uh, I think. Hi. Pink. Fluffy thing and friendship is magic. Oh, the fluffle ponies. Something like that. The there's um fan art with the um the generation four ponies that some people do. That's like this super fluffy ball of walking cotton candy and they're called fluffle ponies. They're not really like part of the show, I think, but oh. They're big in fan art. Oh, They're really cute, though. I wish they were part of the show. Yeah, I think I saw them on YouTube and pretty much it. Okay. Oh, oh I wish I wasn't out of coffee. I'm not out out of coffee. I just need to make another pot of coffee, and I don't feel like getting up and making another pot of coffee. I've already had a, a pot of coffee today. <laughs> Usually you end up drinking like two to three cups. Probably not good, but oh well. <laughs> I've had eight ounces of coffee. Well, not even eight ounces. It's really six ounces that I made into sure. eight ounces because I had some water hot water to it to try and stretch it as far as it would go. Um, 
which normally would be really gross, except I added a lot of uh, chocolate to it to make it better. Um, so, oh, see, there you go. Chocolate makes it better. Yep, makes everything better. I usually use flavoring syrups. I like to use, like, butterscotch and tiramisu and lots of stuff like that. Half that milk in it. It's a little tiny Butter bit rum. of flavor in my sugar. Butter rum flavoring. Absolute must. Mm, yes, definitely. I love that one. Mm. Yeah, I've been using uh, Hershey's um, unsweetened baker's chocolate powder and then ah. adding uh, xylitol, which is my preferred sugar replacement. I even use ice cream. Like... Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I got into the xylitol thing when uh, when I was in my last trimester with Melody and got gestational diabetes and Ooh. most artificial sweeteners are terrible for you and taste nasty. The xylitol is oh, actually I didn't know they were terrible for you. I just thought they were terrible tasting. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're terrible for you and not good. Most of them aren't good for you when you're pregnant. And the xylitol is a natural sweetener. It's just not made of sugar. It's made from, like, trees or something. Interesting. Is there a little bit of, like, a dash of tree bark in your beverage? Yes. <laughs> I do I do love eating my trees. <laughs> as long as you don't end up with some of the, the tree sap in your in your beverage, I guess you're good, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, I suppose it might help you branch out. <laughs> <laughs> now uh if you we have kind of some of the questions on our list of questions that we do are kind of silly, and but this is one I like to ask, which is, as far as customizing goes, if you could have a superpower, what superpower would you have and why? Superpowers, ooh. Fusion. So I could easily fuse things together just like looking at them. <laughs> Like body parts and other stuff like that. Stuff that I don't have to wait hours for Gorilla Glue to dry with and stuff and have to add another layer of glue to it later on or something. That would be so handy. Just look at it and fuse it together. There you go. That would be awesome. I'd be set. Um, can I touch on something else about the post preference that I forgot to include? Oh, sure. Um, something else I find with poses, um, especially the highly detailed ones, is I have to use a larger pony base to balance out the details. So um, if I have a super highly detailed design, like, you know, some certain Final Fantasy characters or World of Warcraft or, you know, something in that genre is I at times have to seek out G1 poses 
to balance out the details um, as far as proportions go because something that I um, stumbled upon starting out was balancing out the details on my work since I only used mostly G3 bases. Now, as a customizer, what is the best piece of advice that you've been given? That I've been given? Yes. Let's see. Um, probably um, the patience with the painting, like letting it dry, because I used to be extremely impatient about the paint work. I would just slap it on, and I want to hurry, hurry it up and get more paint on there and have it be done. But that doesn't work so well. But um, let's see. I know there's others that I've had for advice. Um, my now-deceased dad handed me a... Um, like a Indian Native American beadwork book that I refer to um, every now and then. So, um, and also um, leather um, techniques, like some of the puncture techniques with a leather tool. Um, my spouse has helped me with that a lot. So. Uh So to be very, very patient with, uh, with with what you're working on and especially with the paint. Yeah. Now you've mentioned upcoming projects that um, that you kind of have um, in the near future. Do you have a dream project that? that you've been wanting to start but haven't for whatever reason? Come to think of it, I have a, you know, those giant-sized fakies that are very bright pink and are kind of um, look like the Cabbage Patch Kids. Um, the ones that have the saddles? I think so. I'm not sure. Yeah. I think yeah. so. Um, I have that set aside. Uh, those are the, that's the most difficult um, pony for me to come up with a purpose for, but I've actually come up with one and it's to make the summon Yojimbo from Final Fantasy X. It's actually the last summon that I'll have to make before I've made every single summon into a custom from that game. That sounds oh, that's, awesome. That's cool, because I, I remember all the summons from that game, and they're really complicated looking. Oh, they're cha they're so challenging. I, I'm half tempted to throw half of them out the window, and I'm trying to work on them. <laughs> <laughs> There's the patience issues. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I, I've been there. There's been a couple of ponies that I've had to uh, set them very gently down and walk away into oh, yeah. another room oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, let out a slew of profanities and then watch something and come back to it later. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, probably the most challenging one was um, Bahamut. I made him from a styling size um, star catcher. I sculpted all of them out of clay, and he's really heavy, and um, but he took over a week to do, and um, if I were to remake him now, as I'd make it all out of leather, and it'd be a lot lighter, be a, a lighter piece, and um, a lot of improvements could be done. I also want to remake Velofor at some point. I did that one back in 2008. Yeah, I have to admit, those styling-sized ponies I find rather intimidating. Oh, yeah, they require a lot of hair, but they also give the ability to spread out details as well, which is why I like them. Yep, I have a styling-sized Pinkie Pie that I'm supposed to make into a Bicephalus custom. I just stare at it in my basin, <laughs> cursing its existence. <laughs> and I really should start on it because uh, Push, who lives in Germany, actually sent me that bait so I could do it. So she shipped it all the way from Germany. <laughs> really ought to start on wow. it. Wow. Uh, Push is another really inspirational customer. I always like seeing her work when it pops up. Yep. I have one of her customs, too. I was um, sent through a massive acts of kindness group on Facebook a couple of years ago when um, when my stepdad had terminal cancer and I had um, come out of the hospital from blood clots and my newborn son also had to go to the ER for a stomach blockage and yeah. Oh. All, all these amazing customizers sent me these customs, and it really brightened my day. You know, it's like um, Cynthia Steffi and Shannon Andrews and um, all these amazing people just gave me these beautiful customs, and it's really awesome. I really treasure those customs. Well, Shannon's a sweetheart. I absolutely adore her. And she just, she just loves everybody, you know, and just wants everybody to be happy. Yeah. She's always nice to work with, too. Now, uh, do you have, like, you know, like in Sherlock, I don't know if you've ever watched the show Sherlock, but mm, Sherlock says the... Well, Sherlock says when he's trying to figure something out, he has his, uh, what does he call it, his thought palace in his mind where he goes to kind of sort things. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a place like that in Ponyland where you go to get ideas or inspiration? A place in Ponyland to get ideas or inspiration. Hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to toss one out there and say Flutter Valley. Ooh, Flutter Valley. And it, yeah. I remember that um, series from the cartoon when I was a kid. 
Actually, That's probably, a good one, huh? probably make believe that my bedroom was Flutter Valley a few times when I was playing with the figure, the pony figurines as a kid. Oh, that's kind of cool. That's the closest thing I can come up with. <laughs> well, no, Flutter Valley is a good one. I always thought Flutter Valley was gorgeous. And I loved the Flutter Ponies when I was growing up. Yeah, the very beautiful artwork and all of that. Even as a teenager, I admired the um, the Hasbro Flutter Ponies as artwork, like the images. Yeah, they were so graceful and glittery. Yeah. And I'm all for anything that's graceful and glittery and sparkly. Definitely. <laughs> Just the right balance of it. Yeah, I'm like a crow sometimes. I always want a sparkly or a shiny. <laughs> yeah. In Secret of Nim, I've always wanted a sparkly of my very own. <laughs> so uh, we've got about 15 minutes left of the live audience. Oh, wow. I didn't realize yeah, you know, it was close. <laughs> yeah, time has gone by really quickly. Yeah, so, customs uh, is always something I can talk about for a long time. But I'm always excited to meet um, other people that are interested in ponies because I can just talk and talk and talk about ponies. Now, as far as uh, the remixes and, uh, like, steampunk and, and stuff like that, do you see yourself doing more of those in the future? I have or a long list. I have a whole long list on my laptop of projects, and I have some pony bases set aside already. Um like a super, super long list. I don't I don't even know why I did that. <laughs> but I guess I'll just I'll just pick some here and there and um get going on them. Um one of them was uh let's see. G one the G three remix um project. Um here. I got some Princess Gem ponies planned out. Those G3s. Um, Princess Tiffany and um, let's see. Oh, Tiffany's my favorite uh, G1 princess. That's, she should be really cool as a G3. I think Princess oh, Sparkle. I love Tiffany but I still think Christina is my favorite. That dark green color. Oh, I'll have to look for that one on here. I got... Let's see. I may have Christina on my um, 
to-do list. Um, some more I have is I have, um, let's see, some perfume puffs, um, red roses, and, uh, let's see, I may do lavender lace, I'm not sure yet. Um, I got, got a strawberry one. Taff Sugarberry will be um, probably in a Harajuku theme. Um, Dancing Butterflies will be Harajuku themed. Possibly Steampunk, who knows yet. Um, I'll be doing the Sunday um, Pony. It's really whirly. It's kind of a butterscotch colored one. I'll probably be Harajuku. Now, am I the only one that can see, like, the perfume puff ponies as soiled doves? As doves? Um, <laughs> madams? Um, kind of like you know, ballerinas type thing? Uh, like saloon girls? Oh, <laughs> that might be interesting. Thing there. Yeah, I don't know if it's the the perfume theme or the puffy hair that makes me think of it, but you could have gowns on them that are, that are kind of wing or feathery like. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I just. If I still played with my ponies like I did as a kid, but now as an adult, I, that's probably what they'd be. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what that was when I was a kid, though, so that's not what they were when I was a kid. But <laughs> Yeah, some, some other Harajuku designs I have planned out are TAF, um Sweet Tooth, Up, Up, and Away, and Love Melody. The Ooh, I like Love um, Melody. Yeah, she'll be fun. It's kind of a, um, Harajuku is kind of a Japanese street style. It's kind of like the rave scene style that's in America, but it's um, more Japanese um, anime style. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's something I always have a lot of fun with is coating things and lots of rainbowy bits and just random doodads. Let's go crazy on it. Good job, honey. You're doing some good crawling. Making mommy proud. One of these days you'll figure out how to go forwards. <laughs> she crawls backwards. Oh, yeah. I think um, my daughter used to do that at first for a long time. and I was like, well, it, it is the start. 
<laughs> they they figure it out um, soon enough, and it all goes forward from there. Oh no! Did all right. Well, um, let's see. Are there any? Do you have any ponies for sale right now, or are you open for commissions? I am very open for commissions, and I have do have some for sale on my Stevie Art Gallery. Um, at, right on my front page, there it has a folder um, full full of available customs, and I also do sales through um, the My Little Pony Trading Post, Facebook, and Fur Affinity. People just privately message me. Um, if people listening aren't on any of those places, my email address is also um, xmillionsofpeachesx at yahoo.com. They can inquire that way. Um, yeah, I'm pretty much usually open. I've only had to close my commissions a couple times due to um, you know, my workload just becoming so much that it'd be best if I, you know, maintained it or controlled it a bit. Well, it looks like you have some really great customs for sale. Um, one I'm looking at that I think you did a fantastic job on in your for sale thing is Lady of Crane. Um, it looks like you have you list you have it listed as uh, $95, but just the detail and all the work you put into the clothing is beautiful. I love that kimono. Yeah, for one of my birthdays one year, I was taken to a shopping trip to um, a traditional Japanese fabric store called Shibori Dragon. So I got to pick out a bunch of fabrics and beads to use for my customs, and I got to come up with designs inspired by the fabrics. So that that's what that um, design came from. And um, I have more planned out. I have a couple Kabuki Warriors I'll be making at some point. Um, kind of a, a Chinese doll themed one and um, you know, a couple others. And I also have to say I love the Princess Zelda from the Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess custom that you have for sale right now. It's a 115, but it is just, oh my gosh, so detailed. You really put a lot of love and effort into the dress. I think that was my um, second time making that dress. I made it once before in um, 2010, and that one went to Italy. So later on down the line, I wanted to take another attempt at that dress. And so I did that this year, or last year. And then um, same with Link, as I ended up gifting him away and wanted to make him better, so I remade him again. Oh, yeah, there's the uh, Twilight Princess Link. And, 
You have Final Fantasy 13 customs in there, Final Fantasy 13 2, Game of Thrones, Howl's Moving Castle. Oh, that's awesome. You've got Howl's Moving Castle. <laughs> yep, Calisfer on that one was crafted from dried Mod Podge. Ah, I did that a dapple is crazy. Of, dappled of dried Mod Podge, and once it dried, I cut it in kind of the shape of flames, and then I painted it with neon acrylics. That is great. That's one of those quirky little things where it's like, all right, how am I going to make this? Hmm. Well, this is kind of an unorthodox method, but it'll work. <laughs> Yeah, I think that turned out really well. I always struggle with the checkered textiles. Like, how do I layer the textiles and how do I get it to work? Yeah, it's pretty challenging to do that. Yeah, if 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 I wasn't spending all my available money on diapers, I would totally be getting that Howl's Moving Castle set from you. That's how it is for me, too, is money goes to diapers. <laughs> yeah, when you, when you first talk, you know, talk about having your first baby and people tell you, you know, you're going to go through so many diapers, you know it, but you don't really know it until you actually have have the kid mm-hmm. and you're buying, you know, a box of like a hundred diapers every week. Oh gosh, I will not get a box of diapers unless it has at least ninety in it, because it just it yeah. goes too fast and it's not worth buying it to me. It has to have it has to last me over a week. <laughs> yeah, we buy the big boxes that have you know ninety six to a hundred and twelve, you know, depending on. Yeah, same here. Melody's just about to move into size three, and for I don't know what it is about size three, but they think you don't need as many diapers at that size. I know that's exactly what I was thinking too. I was like, what are these people thinking? Why are they doing? What are they doing? Putting less in a larger size, but that's just that's not how it works, people. You gotta keep it the same. <laughs> Well, I, I I just found your Luna from Sailor Moon custom that you did. Ah. Fantastic job on her. That was the Princess looks Luna? Like yeah. The, where you, it looks like you took Princess Luna and turned Luna. her into Luna. Princess Luna. <laughs> That's exactly what I did and why I did it. <laughs> Princess Luna from well, Princess is Magic and Princess Luna to Sailor Moon. Well, I love it. That, I think you did a great job. <laughs> Thanks. And that getting was, those uh, hair buns. Oh, yeah. That's never easy. <laughs> um, 
choose one I did. I liked the design. I really liked it because of how flowy it was. But also, um, she was a simpler design, so I could mark her down more and um, possibly get a quick sale off of it. So that was part of the um, premises of that. And it worked. So. Well, it looks like she did, in fact, sell. Yep. <laughs> well, we have yeah. 90 seconds left to the show. All right. Believe it or not. Yeah, time flies, huh? <laughs> it does. It does indeed. It so in this 90 seconds, let me just say thank you for being willing to talk uh, show tonight. Um, it, is, it has been great having you here. I'm honored to have been invited on the show. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. And Summer, thank you for for being able to come on the show today too. Yeah. Nice meeting you, Summer. <laughs> oh. It looks like we lost her. Ah. Oh, the technology these days. Well, it would not be an episode of My Little Pony Talk without somebody being dropped in. (laughs) Yeah. That's usually my luck with things, too. Because it can't be something without something going wrong. Indeed. I'm going to... This is Kimono, and you have listened to Body Talk. See you next week. Bye-bye. So now that is uh, the end of our live audience. And uh, we will say goodnight, everyone. <laughs>